Welcome to episode 37 of the Mama Love Podcast. Goodness gracious, 37, how did that happen? I'm Annie Love and it's so lovely to have you here. We are in the midst of school holidays at the moment and I'm not sure about you, does that make you more or less likely to read books? In my house, it's a little bit easier to read while the boys are on school holidays because I don't normally read during the day, but when they're entertaining themselves, I, I can have a little bit of a relax and read a book. So today I thought I'd do something a little bit different and share what books I've been reading lately. Welcome to the Mama Love podcast. My name is Annie Love and I'm a mum, a wife, a life coach, creative spirit and all-round positive thinker. Our parenting journey has been, well, a bit of a roller coaster and I've learned the hard way how to navigate through some pretty tumultuous times. This podcast is about finding joy, even in the midst of darkness, and believing that we can find light on the other side, even if the landscape is different to how we expected it to look. We're going to share stories and conversations along the way and talk about how we create our best life, even when things feel hard. Thank you for being here. Now, I'm not really a watcher of Netflix or movies unless they're movies that we tend to watch as a family, but I'm a pretty prolific reader, especially on my Kindle. I know the whole Kindle versus real book conversation can be a little bit controversial, but I do love my Kindle. Um, It's actually just allowed me to read so much more because I tend to read mostly at night in the dark and with the Kindle I can read because it's got that backlit screen so but it's a little bit um it's not as harsh as reading on an iPad so I do really like it it also makes buying books a little bit too easy but um I guess I guess there are worse things than spending money on books aren't there we've actually just bought Sam a Kobo which is an e-reader but And it's like a Kindle, but it connects to the library so he can download library books for free rather than buying from Amazon. So that's a very good option. I do really like reading nonfiction, but when I'm going to do that, I tend to read the real book version. I just, I don't know, find it easier to concentrate when it's a real book and it's nonfiction. Um, But given I read mostly at night on the Kindle, I tend to read more fiction So here are a few books I've been reading lately, not necessarily latest releases, just ones that have caught my attention that I've enjoyed. So enough of the explanations of my reading style, (laughs) I'll get on with it. The first one um, that I wanted to tell you about was The Dry by Jane Harper. Now, um, I know this has been made into a movie not so long back. A little while ago, a friend of mine said she was going to go and see the movie The Dry and then happened to see it come up on my Kindle somehow and decided I should read it. So I did and I loved it and it took me on a complete Jane Harper binge session. I then read The Lost Man, The Survivors and Forces of Nature. I thought they were all excellent, but The Dry was probably my favourite This is the basic plot of The Dry, just in case you haven't seen the movie. It hasn't rained in Kiowara for two years. Tensions in the farming community become unbearable when three members of the Hadler family are discovered shot to death on their property. 
Everyone assumes Luke Hadler committed suicide after slaughtering his wife and six-year-old son. Federal police investigator Aaron Falk returns to his hometown for the funerals and is unwillingly drawn into the investigation. As suspicion spreads throughout the town, Falk is forced to confront the community that rejected him 20 years earlier. Because Falk and his childhood friend Luke Hadler share a secret, one which Luke's death threatens to unearth. Jane Harper has a slightly formulaic style of writing in that all the books follow a similar style with different scenarios, but it's not necessarily a bad thing. Just an observation that I've had. Clearly given that I read four of her books in very quick succession, they're pretty good page turners and kept me intrigued. You're also very Australian and I really enjoy Jane's depiction of the Australian landscapes. So there you go, that's my first one or four depending on how you look at it. Um, the second one I was going to talk about is Honey Bee by Craig Sylvie. Now this is another Australian novel and I'll read you the synopsis first. Late in the night, 14-year-old Sam Watson steps onto a quiet overpass, climbs over the rail and looks down at the road far below. At the other end of the same bridge, an old man Vic smokes his last cigarette. The two see each other across the void. A fateful connection is made and an unlikely friendship blooms. Slowly we learn what led Sam and Vic to the bridge that night. Bonded by their suffering, each privately commits to the impossible task of saving the other. Honey Bee is a heartbreaking, life-affirming novel that throws us headlong into a world of petty thefts, extortion plots, botched bank robberies, daring dog rescues and one spectacular drag show. At the heart of Honey Bee is Sam, a solitary resident young person battling to navigate the world as their true self, ensnared by loyalty to a troubled mother, scared by the volatility of a domineering stepfather, and confounded by the kindness of new alliances. Honey Bee is a tender, profounding, moving novel, brimming with vivid characters and luminous words. It's about two lives, forever changed by a chance encounter, one offering hope, the other redemption. It's about when to persevere and when to be merciful, as Sam learns when to let go and when to hold on. Now, I have to admit that I had seen Honey Bee mentioned in various places, but based on hearing the themes of suicide and the description of it being heartbreaking, I decided to give it a big swerve. <laughs> However, I was watching the Australian author Sally Hepworth on Instagram talk about which books she'd read over the Christmas break, and she mentioned Honey Bee as one of her favourite books from last year, so I decided to give it a go. I wholeheartedly agree with Sally on so many levels. Honey Bee is definitely up there in one of my absolute favourite ever books and I really, really loved it. It is confronting in parts, but overall I think it's definitely more uplifting and life-affirming than it is heartbreaking. I did go on to read Craig Sylvie's first book, Jasper Jones, which is also excellent, but Honey Bee is still my favourite. Without giving too much away, Craig Sylvie did get a bit of pushback on this book because he doesn't have lived experience of a certain element of the main character's identity. And interestingly, this is similar feedback to the next book on my list. So number three is American Dirt by Janine Cummings. Now I'd seen this book in bookstores but had 
absolutely no clue what it was about. This often happens to me when reading on a Kindle because I don't have the full cover and blurb like you do in a paperback. I tend to download things without actually realizing what they are. So I decided for this one to download it as a sample on Kindle, which basically is like being able to read a chapter for free just in case I wasn't that interested in it um, rather than buying it and then having it just sitting in the library. So I downloaded the sample and goodness, from the very first paragraph, I was absolutely drawn in. My family didn't see much of me that weekend because I couldn't put it down. So here's the synopsis, but please forgive me for my terrible pronunciation of anything Mexican. Lydia, I'm, okay, let's just call her Lydia Perez because I can't pronounce that middle name, lives in the Mexican city of Acapulco. She runs a bookstore, she has a son, Luca, the love of her life, and a wonderful husband who is a journalist, and while they're attracted And while there are cracks beginning to show in Acapulco because of the drug cartels, her life is, by and large, fairly comfortable. Even though she knows they'll never sell, Lydia stocks some of her all-time favourite books in her store. And then one day a man enters the shop to browse and comes up to the register with a few books he'd like to buy, two of them her favourites. Javier is erudite, he's charming, And unbeknownst to Lydia, he is the leader of the newest drug cartel that is gruesomely taken over the city. When Lydia's husband, when Lydia's husband's tell-all profile of Javier is published, none of their lives will ever be the same. Forced to flee, Lydia and eight-year-old Luca soon find themselves miles and worlds away from their comfortable middle-class existence. Instantly transformed into migrants, Lydia and Luca ride La Bestia, trains that make their way north towards the United States, which is the only place Javier's reach doesn't extend. As they join countless people trying to reach the north, Lydia soon sees that everyone is running from something. But what exactly are they running to? As often happens after I read a book, I started Googling this novel and realised just how much controversy surrounded it. As Janine Cummings is white and not Mexican, she's been highly criticised for writing this book without lived experience and said that her representation of Mexico and Mexican immigrants is neither authentic nor accurate. It was promoted as part of Oprah's book club and Oprah later responded to the backlash by saying that it has become clear to me from the outpouring of, may I say, very passionate opinions that this selection has struck an emotional chord and created a need for deeper, more substantive discussion. Controversy aside, American Dirt is a very compelling story and definitely had had me on the edge of my seat for the duration. Number four, The Good Sister by Sally Hepworth. Now, I mentioned before that the Australian author Sally Hepworth got on, got me on to reading Honey Bee. Now, if you don't follow Sally Hepworth on Instagram, you totally should. She is very entertaining. She's quite self-deprecating and has a regular ser- segment where she reads out her one-star reviews of her own books, which she seems to get quite a kick out of. 
She also answers writing questions on Writerly Wednesday and talks also a bit about the outfits and fashion that she wears. I really, I really like her. She's good fun. Her latest book, The Good Sister, reminded me a bit of The Rosie Project, if you've seen that one or read that one. Um, And the book's referred to as domestic suspense or family drama. So here's the synopsis. From the outside, everyone might think Fern and Rose are as close as twin sisters can be. Rose is the responsible one and Fern is the quirky one. But the sisters are devoted to one another and Rose has always been Fern's protector from the time they were small. Fern needed protecting because their mother was a true sociopath who hid her true nature from the world. And only Rose could see it. Fern always saw the good in everyone. Years ago, Fern did something very, very bad, and Rose has never told a soul. When Fern decides to help her sister achieve her heart's desire of having a baby, Rose realises with growing horror that Fern might make choices that can only have a terrible outcome. What Rose doesn't realise is that Fern is growing more and more aware of the secrets Rose herself is keeping, and that their mother might have the last word after all. I thought The Good Sister was a great, easy read, a really good page turner and perfect for holiday reading. Now, number five is The Secret Life of Bees by Sue Monk Kidd. Now, in full transparency, I actually haven't finished this one. I am almost at the end. With the Kindle, you can actually see what your percentage is and I'm up to 85%, but I have really loved it. I really enjoyed Sue's book, The Book of Longings, so I was happy to read another of her novel. And here's the synopsis. Set in South Carolina in 1964, The Secret Life of Bees tells the story of Lily Owens, whose life has been shaped around the blurred memory of the afternoon her mother was killed. When Lily's fierce-hearted black stand-in mother, Rosaline, insults three of the deepest racists in town, Lily decides to spring them both free. They escape to Tiburon, South Carolina, a town that holds the secret to her mother's past. Taken in by an eccentric trio of black beekeeping sisters, Lily is introduced to their mesmerising world of bees and honey and the black Madonna. This is a remarkable novel about divine female power, a story that women will share and pass on to their daughters for years to come. Now, because I clearly live under a rock, it turns out this book was published quite a while ago and was actually turned into a movie back in 2008, so I'll have to go and watch that. But it was a pretty delightful book with a gorgeous array of characters and such a wonderful depiction of that connection of sisterhood, so I really enjoyed it. So there you go. There's the latest five or so books I've been reading And, of course, that's not to mention the beautiful Those Hamilton Sisters, which is the book written by my gorgeous friend and coaching client Avril Kenny, which we talked about back in episode 35. So if you haven't listened to that one, you should go back and have a listen. I'd love to hear what you're reading at the moment, and it's always good to get a good book recommendation. Um, If you're on Instagram... I often have a look at Baby Mac. Um, Beth talks about the books that she's been reading and does a little bit of a review. And also Sam at The Annoyed Thyroids. I always enjoy hearing their recommendations.
head on over to our Facebook group, the Mama Love Lounge, and tell me what books you're loving lately. Or send me a DM on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. Thanks so much for listening. I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks so much for listening to today's episode of the Mama Love Podcast. I am so grateful to have you here. If you love the show, I'd be honoured if you could hit subscribe. Perhaps you'd like to hire me as your very own coach, cheerleader and support crew. You can find out more about my coaching services over at mamalove.com forward slash coaching. That's M-U-M-M-A-L-O-V-E.com forward slash coaching. Or just come and chat to me on Instagram or Facebook at Mama Love. Talk to you soon.